What's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Mindful Moneymakers podcast, where we host different conversations with thought leaders, creatives, and entrepreneurs all about the different mindset shifts you need to make if you want to live a life by design. Instead of by default, today, we have a powerhouse, an entrepreneur of all sorts, a creative of all sorts, a, a recording artist. He's a podcast host. He's an actor. He's somebody that you want to know. Today, I'm excited to be having a conversation with Mr. Johnny Vegas. Sleep is for billionaires. What's up, brother? Dear man. Oh, man. Life is good. Can't complain, my brother. Just counting the blessings and sending the prayers back up, man. How you doing? Oh, man. It's heaven all around me, bro. You know the vibes. <laughs> hey, I love it. I love it, man. We allowed to talk about it. That's the, that's, the, that's the biggest blessing, you know what I'm saying? Especially with everything going on, you know what I mean? Yep, yep. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing, man. I, I'm glad we got the opportunity to connect, and uh, I appreciate you for jumping on the podcast today and, and chopping it up. And Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. For sure. So you got a very extensive resume, and I, anybody that follows you on Instagram or knows you in real life knows that you're pretty much a, a 24-7 hustler. Yeah, uh, stop, man. Sleep is for billionaires. You already know. I feel it. I feel it. So could you give us a little bit of insight uh, of what it's like to be Johnny Vegas? Where did you get started? Where are you now? And, and where are we headed? Oh, man, how much time you got? <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, well, just to sum it all up, you know, not to make a, less, a long story less long. You know, what I mean, I grew up in the Bronx, New York City. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to New York. Um, lived in Patterson, New Jersey, lived in Tampa, Florida. And now I'm out here in L.A. doing my thing. I grew a passion for music first more than uh, before anything. And, uh, you know, came up like everybody else doing lo local rap battles and talent shows and stuff like that. You know, but until people started telling me I was really good at, at it, that's when I decided to take it serious. And this is like more so at the age of 15 where, you know, I actually, you know, was inquiring about putting on music and getting some graphic works done and, you know, really taking taking carrying myself like an artist you know what I'm saying but at the same time you know I was still a young boy I was still living in my mom's house I was still going to school you know what I'm saying so it was still a dream you know what I'm saying at that time and then um when I moved to Patterson New Jersey that's when I started really getting some local fame out there you know I started jumping on uh, local DJs mixtapes you know DJing was a big thing over there so you know getting cool with the GJs kind of gave me some local notoriety and then um it wasn't until I moved to Tampa Florida where I uh, continued to pursue a music career but at the same time it was still more so of a hobby because you know it wasn't really paying no bills so I um jumped into the sales to the sales game you know i left i left school early i got my ged you know because that was the minimum requirement you needed to get a job so i got that and in florida uh telemarketing was the thing it was a nice uh, easy way to get money you know what i'm saying good money at that because it was salary plus commission so you know i was doing that for like 10 years you know what i'm saying at the same time i was doing my dreams part-time as well so I would you know self-fund my my projects you know pay to open up for artists and stuff like that with the money I was making from my sales jobs you know what I'm saying so um I in Tampa Florida also I jumped into a 
there was this acting role available, my boy put me on to, and then I, I did the role. The role was to be some, you know, some drug dealer gangster, you know, the typical entry level role everyone gets this shit, you know, but it was right up my alley. Not to say I was a drug dealer, anything, but um, that's just the type of movies I was watching, people I identify with coming from where I came from. So I just kind of tapped into that role, you know, that mindset. And when I did it, everybody was like, yo, you killed it. You had the best part. And I'm like, yo, I never took an acting class in my life. I just dead ass sit in front of the TV and watch Denzel all day. So, you know, that was enough motivation for me to say, oh, yeah, you like that? Fuck it. Let's see if Hollywood likes it. So then, <laughs> you know, um, Luckily, thank God, my job fired me. You know what I'm saying? So the last job I had fired me. And six months prior to me being fired, I had met my girl, you know, and she was looking for, you know, a different different atmosphere, different environment. So, you know, I proposed uh, the opportunity to move to Cali. And, um, you know, the plan was to save up some money and then go. But, you know, once I got word that, you know, the firing was coming, you know what I'm saying? I saved up some money and then when, the, when that happened, I want to say about a month or a month and a half, you know, we took that road trip to Cali and never looked back. And ever since I've been in Cali, you know, things have been doing well. Like the first year, I mean, I got into almost a hundred roles, you know, acting, you know, granted a lot of them was background, but they were all paid roles. You know, I got into my, uh, I got into the Screen Actors Guild, you know what I'm saying? And then um, I wanted to create some type of networking pool that would allow people to come to me versus me going to reach out. So, well, prior, that's how Sleepers for Billionaires was formed as far as the podcast. But prior to that, um, that was the title of my latest album, Sleepers for Billionaires. So I just, uh, you know, I love the name so much. I decided to just roll it over to the podcast because it had a strong message behind it. So once I created the podcast, I would just reach out to different celebrities and, you know, entrepreneurs and public figures and say, hey, let me interview you. You know, this, this is the podcast is about this, that, and the third. And, you know, it's a numbers game. You know, I hit up, you know, what, maybe like a thousand people and out of those thousands, I maybe got what, close to a hundred, a hundred interviews. You know what I'm saying? So, and I learned all that from sales, you know what I'm saying? Because that's the grind and take the thousand no's to get to one yes, you know what I'm saying? So I just applied that that grind method to my podcast and it's doing pretty well, you know what I'm saying? I just decided to expand by, you know, putting the merchandise behind it and coming out with the ebook, you know, dropping Sleepers for Billionaires Part 2, the album, you know, and just finding different ways to monetize that brand. That's dope, bro. It, it sounds like you got the entrepreneurial mindset on on steroids so i feel like this conversation is going to be ridiculously valuable for anybody tuning in anybody tapping in especially the creatives the artists and, and you know the people that make music um yeah. what, what would you say is the biggest difference between a higher a higher achiever in your field versus somebody that you know kind of they're interested they they get started maybe they try but you know, they, they ended up draining themselves out and, and turning back. What do you think is the major difference between the successful and the unsuccessful people in your field? I say, you know, if, if, if you do what you love, you know, it, it never feels like work. And I'm sure you heard that before as well. You know what I'm saying? Because when it gets to a point where things, you know, you're, well, whatever it is that you're doing starts feeling like work, then it becomes tedious. You know, it's like, oh, I got to do this again. Oh, my God, how much time is this going to take? You know what I'm saying? You genuinely have to do what you love and love what you do. You know what I'm saying? I love what I do. You know what I'm saying? Especially being a creative allows me to 
create more things within what I'm already doing. By that, I mean, you know, with Sleepers for Billionaires, doing the album, doing the podcast, doing the, you know, the, the ebook, you know what I'm saying? Doing the clothing, you know what I'm saying? I'm building that, I'm, I'm watering that seed and watching it grow. So, you know, to answer your question, I think, uh, you know, you definitely have to do what you love, you know, and also you gotta, you gotta have some goals for it. You know what I'm saying? If your goal is just to kind of build content, get it out there, then, you know, you're probably going to be limited in your happiness because once you produce the content, put it out there, that's it. But if you're looking to really monetize and grow it as a business, then you can find uh, different ways to structure your business model and have products and, you know, just different ways to monetize your brand, you know, and actually consider it as a brand and as a business, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, monetize it. And that is a, is more of a long-term play. So now you're kind of, it, put it in yourself in a mind frame that okay I have to see this project through because it's going to take time so you're already going in with the mindset that okay this is gonna I have to this is for the long term mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying versus something short where it's like we create content put it out and then that's it that was the goal you know what I'm saying so you just basically got to have those long-term goals versus the short-term goals with, with what you want to do at least in this space mm-hmm Right, right. And I feel that. I feel that. I, I know that's valuable. Um, you, you seem like somebody, well, I know, because I've seen you up close, somebody that's wearing multiple hats and juggling multiple projects at once. Now, for the person that is just getting started, they have an idea that, and they haven't put rubber to the pavement yet. Is that something that you recommend to just, you know, create a podcast and a clothing brand and, and put out an album and do all that stuff? Or would you rather or would you uh, recommend that they focus on one thing at a time or like what's the insight? I mean, honestly, I think it's a case by case kind of thing because it just depends on what type of person you are and, and how much you can handle. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm going to be honest, like I have a lot of difficulty, you know, uh, not spreading myself so thin. I'm kind of just learning that as I grow up because it's like, you know, I, 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 the sales, the, being in sales is like my bread and butter. So that's not going anywhere. The podcast is on the side, but at the same time, I'm trying to go through it so it becomes a full time. You know what I'm saying? But then it's like, I always, my mind was always like a pie graph. You know what I'm saying? I dump a little bit of time into each little individual project. But at the same time, you know, you really got to assess what you're doing and realize and, and really ask yourself, is, is that the best use of your time? And what's the ultimate goal for what it is you're trying to do? So as I look at my life personally, you know, one, like I told you, the sales is not going anywhere because it's the bread and butter that's funding everything I'm doing. So as far as the, the dream, you know, what is more valuable to me? What's more important to me? You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been rapping for a long time, but at the same time, you know, what's moving the quickest, what's moving the fastest. So I had to make a pivot into the podcast world since I saw that was booming. And, you know, I know a lot of people and I know a little bit about a lot. So I feel I could have good conversations with people. So why not put it on tape and call it a podcast, right? And keep that name Sleepers for Billionaires going to build a brand now and, 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 you know, use different branches off that tree to monetize that one, you know, tree. You know, but at the same time, as you can see, a long for a long time, my mindset has been like that kind of juggling opportunities, you know, no stranger to hard work and just going that way. For someone who's not designed 
to, to operate that way, that may be a little tedious for them and might discourage them from proceeding that way. But, you know, so it, again, it's a case by case basis, depending on the type of person that you're dealing with. But I say, you know, start with one thing, you know, and, and, and you know, really nurture it. Just don't try it for like a week. And if it doesn't work, you say, I forget it. You know, really put some time, some effort into it and really, you know, make it look as professional as possible. One thing about me, even as a, a local artist, I never really looked at other local artists as my competition. I always looked at the major artists as my competition because that's what I was looking to become and that's how I wanted to carry myself and that's how I wanted to be perceived. So, you know, I would have to act as if, you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I think people should set those standards higher, you know, and really ask themselves and assess their own self and their own projects. Is it at the level to where I've dedicated enough time to where I can really decide is this going to work or is it not? And if the answer is no, then you got some more work to do. And if it's yeah, then you need to do something else, you know, or you need to keep going depending on what the answer is. That's a fact. That's a fact. Uh, I've seen some of the guests that you have on Sleepers for Billionaires, bro. And I see the work has some pretty big names on the show, bro. And that's very that's impressive. Right, and and you, you gave us a little bit of the insight into, you know, how you get, how you land these, these guests law of averages, make sure that you're, you're, you're putting the net out there and, and actually uh, approaching the people that you would like on your show. My question for you is like, what is what are some of your favorite guests or who are some of your favorite guests that you've had on your show so far? I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I, I all, all the guests are my favorite guests. You know what I'm saying? Cause they, they all, every guest has contributed to my dream. You know what I'm saying? And they, and all those guests didn't know me from a hole in the wall. Out of the 100 guests I got, maybe like five people knew me personally before getting on the show. Everybody else was just the inquiry I put in. They, they, they saw the material. They said yes. You know what I'm saying? So all of them is my favorite because this is something I created from my head, bro. Like I just woke up one day. I was like, fuck it. I'm starting a podcast. Podcast popping. I'm jumping in. Let's get it. And then I just... Like you said, design design my own destiny, you know what I'm saying? And then just made people a part of it, made people believe it, you know what I'm saying? And then they wanted to be a part of it. So, you know, every guest is my favorite guest. But, you know, I do got a story about a guest. You know, it was my first podcast, which was a gentleman named Dorian Wilson. who You might know him as Professor Ogilvy. Right. You know what I'm saying? He gave me my first episode, bro, and it was so dope. Like, I met him prior because we did some acting together on this show called In The Cut. You know, I did some background work for them or whatever. And then, um, you know, I reached out to him, like, yo, I got this podcast, come through, I want to interview. He drove 45 minutes to me to do the interview, right? Did the interview, it was clean. Again, it was my first podcast, first time owning a professional camera. So I did the, I did the, did the podcast, you know, everything was cool. He loved it. I went home, loaded that footage. And I had the slow motion functionality on, not the regular speed. So everybody... Yeah. <laughs> the whole time and I'm just I literally wanted to cry bro I literally wanted to cry so I called him immediately and I'm like yo listen man you're gonna hate me but I still love you this is what happened and he was just so cool about it he was just like oh man you know it happens man I completely understand I know you got to be kicking yourself in the ass because I'm sure he's been there you know he's been wild man you know he's a legend in the game you know what I'm saying shout out Dorian Wilson but um but yeah, so he ended up coming back like a week later doing the show again. And he actually brought me like two 
two jackets, like two like blazer jackets, super fly jackets, just for me to wear on my next episodes with other guests so I could be flying in it. So, and I'm like, yo, like you ain't have to show me that type of love. Like, you know what I'm saying? Especially if I'm making you come back, I offered to buy him lunch and all that. He was like, nah, son, you good, you good. So, you know what I'm saying? That's my most memorable moment of the podcast when it comes to the guests because one, it was my first and two, you know what I'm saying? I've been watching that dude act since I was like 10. You know what I'm saying? And and for him, for, for, for that, for him to be in my face and show me that kind of love, that was that was so genuine, dog. And it just gave me a lot of respect for him and as well as other um actors and you know, just people in general, you know what I'm saying? Because you know, on the outside looking in, you know, people have this stigma about actors and celebrities that they're assholes, you know what I'm saying? Not, some of them are, you know what I mean? But not all of them, you know what I'm saying? You still got people who are grounded and, you know, who are just genuine people that, that, that really, you know, can see the hunger and the grind of somebody else and be like, yo, I was him at one point and could show love like that, you know what I'm saying? And uh, he did that for me. That's dope. And that's a, a testament to what happens when you shoot your shot. And, and that's important in business, right? You, you think a lot of people get held back and they would have never even asked to, to invite him on to their podcast, especially for the first episode. Right. They wouldn't even asked, right? So, right. you know, so, you know, my whole thing is I have the guts to follow your guts. So I want to celebrate you. I want to acknowledge you for going ahead and doing that and creating that and then bringing the value from that conversation to the people that needed it, how can we get tap into uh, Sleepers for Billionaires? Oh man, we everywhere. They never did, Daddy. You already know. <laughs> nah, but um, yeah, Sleepers for Billionaires. The video version is uh, it lives on on YouTube as well as the website sleepersforbillionaires.co. Co. The dot com was taken. Somebody try to you know get one under me, but now nah, I tells the dot co. I'm about to get the dot net as well. Uh, we got the Sleepers for Billionaires YouTube channel. The um. The audio version lives on, uh, you know, everywhere it has Anchor, uh, you know, uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, so I distribute it through Anchor.com, and they distribute it everywhere else. I'm sure you do that as well. So you know, that's that's available there. Uh, the album is on Spotify. Um, yeah, the the merch is on the website. It's also going to be on the Amazon store. You can also get it from me directly. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's uh that's how you could tap in with Sleepers for Billionaires. That's dope. That's dope, man. And as always, everybody that's listening, all the links will be found right in the bio or the caption, depending on where you're watching this. And before we tap out, Johnny, this has been a phenomenal conversation. I want to know what is the number one thing anybody can do right now to start making a shift towards living out their dream instead of living with the default, what society says that they should be doing? During these times, especially with the pandemic, man, you kind of just got to adapt to the situation and really decide where, you know, get in where you fit in. Like with me, you know what I'm saying? Since sales was the bread and butter and the podcast, you know, was more uh, interview based person to person, I had to make a pivot. So, yeah, I started doing the virtual interviews with the podcast, but the sales I aligned myself with some, since I knew the pandemic was coming and more people was going to be in need of personal protective equipment, I aligned myself with uh, other medical companies that, that, that act as medical suppliers and supply this equipment and became an independent contractor for them and basically did a, a, a sales agreement where, you know, I sell some of your product, you give me commission off of it, you know, and then I chose to kind of just sell to 
governments and hospitals and you know broker deals with other brokers you know and, I, and i've been doing pretty well since uh, since the pandemic because you know now it's like i'm in a situation where the more the pandemic the more opportunity i have to make money you know what i'm saying so i say just adapt to the situation take the skills you already have and then apply it the best way you can to the situation you know and if you just want to stick to pushing your dream you know really figure out how can you adapt to the situation and still make your dreams profitable for you? Because, you know, at the end of the day, you got to, you got to make money. You got to eat. That's gold. That's gold. You got to be able to adapt. You got to be able to adapt. One thing that I remember is that if you're not flexible, you're going to break. Right. And don't nobody want to be broke. So you got to, got to adapt. I appreciate you. Likewise, man. Shout out to my man being there. PA tapping four times. You know what I mean? <laughs> Four times for Billionaire, man. Four more times for Johnny Vegas. Make sure y'all tap in to uh, Johnny Vegas. Make sure y'all tap in to Sleepers for Billionaires. You already see it. You already know what's going on. And as okay. always, to everybody listening, love, love. Be well. And don't forget to have the guts to follow your guts. Peace. That's right.